0: the Los Angeles underground, it's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Hey, welcome back to The Superiority Complex, everybody. Superiority. Why did I say it like that? Superiority Complex, everybody. Hey, welcome back. And take two. Uh Wow. Take two. Hey, welcome back to Superiority Complex, everybody, your new favorite podcast. Coming at you every two weeks right now hopefully more soon, we have a special guest today. Special guest slash cast member who's been away for a while slash now, ironically, uh, has her own, like, fan base on the interwebs. So let me <laughs> guys, let me give you guys a little history about this, uh, about our friend, uh, the mystery guest today. <laughs> Not guest, I mean, you know, the chair is always open. But <clears throat> the first time... Ever I saw your face the first time. This person was on the show. I believe and correct me if I'm wrong. They did not want to be on mic. I think they came oh, in yeah. just they, they they came in just to observe. Ended yeah. ended up being on mic like a, a couple times, and like yeah. here and there. And then slowly would would come back and make guest appearances here and there, little little guest appearances. Then we got her on pretty regularly. And then well while that was happening concurrently with that uh she started listening to our our homies over at home video hustle and then um she became a fan of that show and she slid into the host dms if i remember correctly okay
1: stories a <laughs> <my> story <laughs> not sure
0: let's call it like this <laughs> but anyway now uh, anita you are part of the fabulous home video hustle podcast. And what's crazy is when I go on the, when when I go in the, cause I'm, I'm in the group, the Twitter group, but I don't really participate. I'm just never on Twitter. Like, I don't think of like, I get the messages, but I've never really communicate that way. I, I'll, I'll do it once in a while. I'll drop in. If I see something interesting or if I have a second, I'll be like, Oh, they're talking about this, but I don't, but I, now everybody knows you. And like, now when you go to the home video hustle posts, that Brent puts up he you you know you're featured in some of the clips and people know you now people on the show uh mention you by name how does that feel um
1: it's cool i yeah. guess right i mean everyone's so nice so it's just like inheriting a new group of friends and it's cool yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but i mean you were people mentioned you here but it was all people that we already knew you know what I mean? like
1: Yeah, Mike, I knew you. Like guys.
0: Mikey Bags and all that. You know, like the people yeah. you know, you kind of know. But now you have this whole new group of friends in Ohio that you just went to visit. And how was that? Did people recognize you?
1: <laughs> yes, the whole
2: um, state of Ohio recognized me. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like Beatlemania at the airport?
0: <laughs> Anita Mania. Anita
2: Mania.
0: Anita Mania. Yeah. Anita-man- that's exactly what they did. Well, um, they already named a, a video game after you.
1: It's funny. Well, I don't even, to be honest. I feel like I am the least favorite voice on the home video hustle. But I always tell Brett that I bring the questions or the topics or I interject that gives them the funny thing to talk
0: about. So, well, please, also, uh, you know what it is. <laughs> also, you you are you're you're an outsider because you were raised away from everybody you know you're out of state you're from from a whole you you know what i mean your background's different, everything's different so you're gonna have that differing opinion and yeah. so that's always fun but you need that in the show yeah. because like you know we need john and i can get really tied up in just you know oh my god this is so cool and then we need one of you guys to go you know what this movie kind of sucked like <laughs> as someone who's like 20 years younger i gotta tell you this movie is not all that great and then that makes us kind of go, wait, what? Like, what do you mean you didn't like it? And then, you know, of course, we just write it off as you guys being young punks. But um,
2: I it think it gives us a new perspective. Yeah,
0: it does. It does. It does. Yeah. It really does. We, we, you need that sometimes. And I do like that you will drop. You, I was saying I was telling you before the show, uh, for some reason, the Christmas with the Cranks uh, TikTok just popped up in my feed, the clip. And on that one, you talk about. Jamie Lee Curtis not being all that, and everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey. And I was like, I told Anita, I was like, thank you for keeping those opinions, controversial <laughs> opinions to the home video hustle. We try to not rock the boat here. That's not true, but I try to be the one I who love, does that.
1: I was I like, love that. we just had a whole conversation not that long ago about Jennifer Aniston and how we were all a little ant on her. Right. So right, I feel right, like right. that's is equally conscious i actually think in my mind maybe just because i'm not as familiar with jamie lee curtis like jennifer aniston is higher up but i don't think i have that order correct
0: jennifer aniston is mid to me i i mean i just always think that she's kind of like a mid level you know what i mean like i don't know i, I that's just i mean I don't, I, it's all perspective i mean but i'm not a huge i was not into the like when friends was the big thing i never saw the appeal now that i'm older i'm like oh yeah Jennifer Aniston is, you know, why did I not think this person was attractive? Because, you know, I, because obviously she is. But I just think that her choices sometimes, she picks a lot of like, like she was great in Office Space. Do more I movies like see. Office Space. Mm-hmm. Do that character. She
2: hasn't. She hasn't done a lot of great movies. I don't know if that's her fault or her agent's fault or what it is, but... She just when you look at her filmography she's done some good TV stuff but right. you don't see her in a lot of good movies. And she's
0: getting good reviews for what is it the morning show or what what is it on Yeah. Uh, what is it on uh, on Apple TV? She's getting great reviews for that. Yeah. But I was telling I was telling uh um Anita John what she needs to do is explore the early stuff of Jamie Lee Curtis like the switch from like the flip from like doing like Halloween Halloween 2 and then she turns up in Trading Places it's almost like a different Actress, and then doing you know a fish called Wanda where she's doing more straight ahead comedy, and then like True Lies. I feel like those are the three roles where you really
2: she you know she's a good she's really good at comedy. I've but I've seen her in some like some some suspense stuff where she's good, but I know that you know this will not be controversial. Is it? But I think guys respond to her differently from women. <laughs> right, right. It's just it just the way it is. I think with guys, we're already halfway there when she just walks in the room. Right, and then right. we go. Then we have to go. Oh yeah, she's actually like pretty good comedian, pretty good actress. Oh yeah, but her, her dad know,
0: shunned me at the uh, at the Egyptian theater one time. <laughs> that uh, is so great.
2: Everything always goes back to that. You know, I want to tell you about Tony Curtis.
0: You have we have a photo. <laughs> we have a photo. It was great.
2: John was. It's very a good. great photo because you got you're being
0: by Tony Curtis.
2: Yeah. No, he took a he took a question. He took a photo, but he's in a hurry to get out. <laughs> no, great no. Great photo he, work. Mario's like beaming, and his look is like, "Where's the door?" No, I want out. here's the
0: thing. <laughs> we were waiting to talk. We were the last two people in line, and he literally yeah. talked to these two, like, co-eds from UCLA for about. And he's
2: like 88.
0: Yeah, for about, for about 20 You're minutes.
1: You're wondering why he
0: wanted to talk to the co-eds over you. That's and what I'm John saying, Sandy? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but he took 10 minutes. He could have cut it short or just been like, hey, I just wanted a photo. That's all I wanted. I was not going to bother. I was like, hey, let me just and get And you a photo. got it.
2: You, it's a great photo. It's just that he looks like he's like, all right, can I go now? And you're like, hey, I'm with Tony Curtis. Yeah, you know? and
0: I purposely beamed it up because he looked miserable. It was funny. At that point, I just wanted to be like, hey, you know what? I always liked Jack Lemon better. Is what I want. But
2: you know we had we had like film we had did You say that, up. did
0: you say that cuz you're bitter that he wasn't I, excited yes. to take a, to take a photo?
2: No, it wasn't that. I was not
0: excited. He was he was kind of a jerk to he was kind yeah, of weird.
2: Yeah, he was real real arrogant and all that, and, you know, eyeballing the young co-eds and all that, and we had real film questions, like, what was it like working with Cary Grant after all these years, and what do you think of your accent, and and he's just like, I gotta go now, I gotta date with these two twins, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like I have to go, like, his wife was there, I think, and the wife was like, you know, 23 or something, you Right, know?
0: <laughs> right, right.
2: I mean, that's the life he led, you know? Oh. You know, he, he, had, he, he had some, uh, his questions and answers when he's on the stage, he was pretty lucid, and he had some sharp answers, but by the, when it was, over where he's like well now i just want to get out of here i'm surrounded by film geeks and i've got a couple girls waiting for <laughs> me except <you> know? <laughs> for the
0: two girls who he like yeah he kind of shuffled yeah. everybody out and then like he's really focused on these two girls and i was like bro i just want a picture you can go back to your girls i just want to say a picture i had a picture yeah. with someone uh from hollywood's golden age uh god yeah. uh, may god rest you tony curtis and uh yeah. i got that photo yeah. and i will try to find it 'Cause it is a gem. Sen- he looks yeah. so <laughs> he looks like he'd rather be anywhere else. Anywhere else.
2: Send it to everybody. You sent it to me a few months back. And it's a great photo. You look so happy. You look like you look like you're taking a picture with Jackie Chan. You're just beaming. Uh, you know? yeah, and
0: oddly enough, Jackie Chan, who was very nice, did not take a picture with him. Is that because we didn't have time, or you come I don't come remember. I, I just felt like I didn't want to bother Jackie Chan. I, although you know what it was, I kind of—he was not coming through to bother
3: Tony Curtis because he's past his prime.
0: Well, I wanted to bother Tony <laughs> Curtis because he kind of, <laughs> honestly, saying it now, he kind of—he was just kind of like a. He was a little prickly, and it was like – I can't, you can see in the photo that I'm kind of laughing. It makes you
3: want to take a photo yes! more. Because yes! he's, like, he's kind of being an ass right now, so I want to take <laughs> up more of his time.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to be <laughs>
2: – I didn't realize that you were kind of goofing on him.
0: You know? and I, and I wasn't goofing on him, but at that moment I was like, well, look, I've been standing here for 10 minutes, and I understand you don't owe me anything. But also, you didn't owe those two – co-eds anything either. So take a picture with me, Tony
2: Curtis. You should have said, "You should have said you're a married man." As a matter of fact, she's standing right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. He had a, a, a really tall, young, blonde wife. She was. Really and she tall. was like
2: a trophy wife. She couldn't have been like more than twenty five. And you know he was like eighty something, you know. She (laughs) she was definitely not older
0: than than Jamie Lee at that point. Jeff definitely not older than
2: Jamie. That's when it's weird is when you're dating somebody that's much younger than your own daughter. You
0: know. Uh, Well, you know, hey, Tony Curtis, and I have a picture with
2: him. (laughs) You know, what I see the other day? They just played a couple things. They played the defiant ones. And they played the Boston Strangler. And I thought, you know what? He was a good actor. No matter what, you know, he was good. He did a lot of shitty stuff. But, you know, for, for, you know, uh, Sweet Smell of Success and Some Like It Hot, my God, Uh, if those are the only two movies he made, you'd have to say this guy punched his weight, you know. Right.
0: Sure. Sure. Even uh, even something even in something like Operation Petticoat, he is he is good, which
2: which I haven't seen, but I should see because it's him with Cary Grant, which is his hero. Right. He always talks about how Cary Grant was his hero, and the first thing he saw him in was a uh, was a submarine movie. So he says, "Here it is, fifteen years later, I'm in a submarine movie with Cary Grant." Right. You know? He says, "He says, you know, life is weird because here I am, you know, I'm and actually in a movie get, with him, and
0: <laughs> you get a young." Uh, uh, um, uh, Jeannie, you got a young uh, Barbara Eden in that movie. So check it, it out. That's right. We Did Did we not watch and it for it, the podcast? No, no. no we no. didn't. I, I would remember that. No, my yeah, wife really. and I watched it during, it was on the Criterion channel when they did Carrie Grant. <laughs> but anyway, all this has to do with Anita leaving uh, the podcast. So or, we digress.
1: Didn't we? we say we digress.
3: <laughs>
0: It's a very roundabout. It's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: all that to say, all that Jake's to say. Like, you certainly do digress. You take a route. <laughs> all that to say,
0: welcome back, Anita. It's good to have you. We do miss you. We do miss you.
2: Thanks. I miss you guys, too. We- Work has just
1: been absolutely, like, I can't, I don't have those, like, lulls in my day like I used to anymore.
0: So Well, it's well also, we're, we're, kind of, we're kind of recording on an inconvenient day for some people, too, which is why we haven't had Patrick and Justine down here in months. Uh, but hopefully, I'll, I'll be getting – I'm trying to work it out so I'm getting back to something where we used to have and maybe be able to record later on, like, a, a Wednesday so that everybody can get together. You know what I mean? So we're, I'm just trying to work it yeah. out. I'm trying to work it out and then maybe have Brent on once in a while, you know. <clears throat> Brent, Brent and I have been talking about doing a side hustle for a while, and we, we I got super excited about this week, and I hit him up, and he's like, "Let's do it!" And I'm like, "When are we going to do it?" Because then that's a great name for the for the podcast, side hustle. Side hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent always says it should be the superiority hustle or the home home video complex. Is what he said. If we do it, <laughs> we do a side hustle. Uh-huh. We should just call it the side hustle. Um, so Anita, how? so you're you're riding through uh the streets of columbus obviously in some kind of open air vehicle because the people <laughs> want to see you the people and wanna it's be, snowing people want to be close to you uh yes. yeah yeah how was the this is the second time you've been back in the winter time i think second that i know of
1: i no i never usually go in the winter he would usually come out here for his birthday which was That's right. because yeah. it was cold as hell in Ohio, so right. come here where we can do things. Um, so I would always, whenever we planned our trips, I would be, I would go before, I would go before November, and then after February. So we
0: always. I, always I for some reason, reason I thought you were there for a cold snap once, where you were like, "This is."
1: It was cold, but it was not that cold. I know what you're talking about. I think I was there a little bit into November, and it was cold, but not the same cold. So, so
0: just des- um, so describe, um, so describe um, to us, Californians, what that cold felt like. What, what was it like?
1: Um, your bones hurt. Oh. <laughs> uh, my toes were numb for almost all of the trip. I don't oh. think there are a pair of socks that could ever, and I had on Ugg boots and I don't even, my toes were actually still numb at some wow. point. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, I would never buy a car with leather seats out there ever. Mm-hmm. And it just, it hurt. It wasn't, it did not snow. It hurt. Like it <laughs> <just> <laughs> And you're always running to your destination. Like, there's no lulling. You know, like when you get off a car, you're like, okay, (laughs) let me gather the things. It's like, okay, does everyone have everything gathered? Right. Yes. Yeah. Now get out the car so that we can get in the store as fast as possible.
0: Because it's warm in there.
1: Because it's warm. But then I'm the outsider because everyone that lives there is like, it's not that cold. This isn't even cold. And I'm like, you guys are absolutely crazy. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, tell Brent them. and his brother are running around with no jacket on. and like telling them to put clothes on. I'm just like, you guys are ridiculous.
0: That's great.
2: Did you say I come from the land of palm trees, right. And sunshine <laughs> right. and the beach. You right. know, right? Every day we walk to the beach. you know? right. Put and them the out The most air? frigid
3: summer we get, is,
0: or the most frigid winter we get, is what. 30 something yeah it <laughs> like, was it was it, it, it was a 30 while well, you were gone and it, it dipped down into the 30s at night which is yeah probably, i
1: heard you guys had a little storm pass which through. was probably
0: like your your days over there was probably you probably hit the highs of in the 30s maybe maybe oh it's crazy Mm-mm. maybe Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: yeah no Mm-mm. it was it was pretty crazy uh, we will probably not be doing that again, to be honest. Hey. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> wow. Is you know that what? because of you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will be going during the spring or whatever is not winter.
0: Yeah. Come on. Well, come on. Up. It's
2: an ice storm right now, right? I mean, it, that, that was that near Ohio? Did you just miss that? There's some sort of crazy ice storm happening so right now. It was like
1: in the Texas area. Okay. Like so that wasn't your, where you were yeah. at. Okay. <laughs>
2: And I got a buddy in Portland area, Portland, Oregon, and he says right now there's like a, an ice storm that's just burying everything. Everything's closed, the power. Oh,
1: yeah. It's spotty.
0: Yeah. 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 I love it.
1: No, but it was fun. It was a lot of, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And we stayed with his dad, which was nice. So we got to see everyone. It was oh. nice to
0: see everyone. You got to see PJ, you got to see Cameron, you PJ. Got to see, yeah, it was good. The whole home video yeah. hustle crew, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, it's like you're meeting celebrities. I, what did I say on the thing? I said you're living my dream, hanging out with all the home video hustle people. <laughs> uh, I'm not bitter at all. At
2: all.
0: Oh. I'm not bitter, Tony Curtis. So watch mm-hmm. out. I will. Take
2: everything it. goes back. Everything comes back to Tony Curtis.
0: I just remember how bitter I was when he wouldn't talk to me. I really wasn't. It was just funny. It was just like, wow, he's really talking it up to these girls. Kind of brings
3: it up a lot.
0: It think it hurt a little bit. I gotta find that picture. I gotta find it. Yeah, it's a great photo. Is, You're gonna just. It is amazing. <laughs> it's so funny. It is amazing. <laughs> I, I I have that. I I don't know where it is. I, I it's somewhere. You sent it to me a couple months ago. Yeah. So I've got it somewhere. Imagine me Maybe trying. To, imagine me trying to scroll back through all of the things I've sent you and find it.
2: Oh, I know! I know. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you sent it to me. uh, Just um, not the group chat, but just the two of us. Love it. Love it. Now, if if only we'd met Jack Lemon, we could say that we met. We'd met all of them.
3: When did Jack Lemon? When did Jack Lemon die?
2: Uh, oh uh 90s uh 80s 2001 actually oh okay uh he died uh years before uh walter Matthau because they were slated to do one more movie together and jack lemon passed away before they could do it oh you know what i
3: think walter Matthau died before before jack lemon
2: no, but I don't think so. Walter
3: um, says Walter Matthau died July two, July first, two thousand, and then Jack Lemmon died June twenty seventh, two thousand and
2: one. Suck it, oh. John. Well, it's because I, then he must have been sick because they were supposed to do a movie together, and I think they got J- James Garner or somebody to, to sub for uh, for him. So yeah, that's weird. He must have been sick or something. Hmm. So what was it? Same year though, Jake. They passed away the same year, or was when, it uh, like, with,
3: uh, within a year? Yeah, like or close okay. to part.
2: I mean, how they did that? They did that odd couple part two, which was really awful. I remember going to t- see that with my dad. I can't believe they talked him into it, and Neil Simon even came out and wrote it. in odd couple,
3: two. It says Walter I was hospitalized for two months in '99 because of pneumonia. Yeah. So that was probably that probably Maybe that was it. they were supposed
2: it. to do that. What was it? There was some movies they're supposed to do together. And um, I think James Garner had to sub for one of them. He had to, they called him up and said, we need somebody on the on the last
3: minute. And Jack Lemmon died of bladder cancer, which he had been suffering two years prior. So oh. they were probably they were probably both in and out of the hospital. So I don't I think that, yeah, they probably wouldn't have lined up for another role.
2: Now, the real question is, are the Cuckoo Pigeon Sisters still alive?
0: Uh, Find out. (laughs) Mm,
3: Let's see. I will find out.
2: The show is now taking a really weird turn. (laughs) (laughs) Are we rolling it up? I need this going. Who the hell are the Cuckoo Pigeon Sisters? I'm looking. I'm
3: looking. Monica Evans and Carol Shelley.
0: They're so good I thought they were real sisters.
3: Monica you Evans <laughs> is currently eighty-three, and Carol Shelley apparently she died August thirty-first, twenty eighteen.
2: Wow. Now you know the story. They played the kook they paid the Pigeon Sisters. Those actresses played the Pigeon Sisters in the Broadway play, in the movie, and on the TV show. They're the only actresses that have ever played those parts. Isn't that amazing? That's weird. <laughs> I love it. That doesn't happen very often, where you got one person does it on on stage, on the movie, and in the TV show.
0: Speaking of which, John, speaking of stage, we have a new EGOT winner. Did you guys see? Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Do you know is who Elton it is, John? John? Elton John, with the EGOT. EGOT. Uh, no, yeah, he got the Emmy for his uh, for his um, show on uh, Disney. Put the, the the recorded performance at Dodger Stadium. Uh, for him. Yeah. He's got the e-got baby. E-got. E-got, e-got, e-got. What I need? Um, let's talk That's about e-got. What was I going to say? Oh, huge news before we get started. Huge. Okay. Starting January 26th. So the the American release of Godzilla minus 1 is winding down. It was originally was supposed to run for 2 weeks in early December. They it's extended still it. They extended it. It's broken a lot of records. It's the highest grossing uh, live-action Japanese movie in the United States ever. Mm -hmm. Wow. And uh, starting on the 26th, for one week before it leaves theaters, they're going to run the black-and-white version here in the United States. They did did a black-and-white version. So if you haven't seen it yet and you want a throwback, really make it like a reboot, go see it in uh i
2: may white. i may try to catch that that yeah. sounds
0: great yeah i in saw it last white. week did you love it jake it was so good oh my god mm-hmm. anita did you see it i didn't brent saw it it's incredible it. you didn't go with him
1: i didn't explain <laughs> i had to do my hair for my hair appointment so oh. i didn't go M.
2: So you could have just said I got had to work get out know, and we were gonna oh of course of course you know, you know.
0: that is not to say you don't look lovely you always look lovely <laughs> but you also if you don't mind my saying so and Brent doesn't mind my saying so uh-huh. I don't feel like you need a lot of work I feel like you just you get out of bed and it's all pretty much ready to go you look great look. you look great from the moment you wake up till the moment you go to bed you look fantastic you got the
2: there's a song in there somewhere yeah.
1: <laughs> a hair day for a black woman
0: and an all
2: those things. Okay, <laughs> it's a Mario, like explain. No. Yeah, or it's an ordeal. <laughs> that's all you had
0: to say. That's all you had to say.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: That's like a that's, that's like a first birthday party for Mexicans. Like what, what do you? I mean? know. I What do you think think mean it's I twelve like hours? Work
1: his heart. When I said I wasn't gonna go, I was like, "I have to do my hair." He's like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna go with me." I was like, no. I was like "I'm so sorry." To quote,
0: to <laughs> quote my friend Hidish, "You're not gonna quote, you're not gonna join me for more Godzilla." Um uh Yeah, Uh you, you miss if you get a chance. Now's your chance, so you can go see it in black and white, and yeah. you really get the feel of the original. I'm sure Brent would want to see it again. I want to see. Sure it. I'm sure he would. I'm gonna that try to see it in great. black and white. Yes. Jeez, that's so cool! Really throwing it back to the uh, original. Uh,
3: yeah, um, I'm trying to convince other friends to go see it. I'm like, you have you have to see it. It's so it's so good.
0: What would you rank it, Jake? Oh, it's ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought
3: it was yeah. There's just they bring in the emotion, like you feel for the characters, and then you get to see Godzilla be just the most terrifying version of himself that I've ever seen.
0: Right. We've all given it 10s, right? Mm. That scene on the boat, baby, that scene on the boat. Oh <laughs> my god. And the heat ray, the heat ray. Right. Holy shit. Oh
3: my god, there's just so many really great there's so many really great scenes and just to show the devastation that is Godzilla in such a very like emotional meaningful ways. So it's mm. so good.
0: Right, you're terrified because you don't want any of these characters to die. You like everybody. Mm-hmm. And so anytime he shows up, you're like, oh no, what, you know, are, you, know, it, you know, what's going to happen? Who, you know, please let these people survive. You know, And usually in a, in a Godzilla movie, you can't wait for people to get stepped on or eaten or, or blasted with the, you know what I mean? You're just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I
2: always tell people when, when, when he's going to pick up that train, and instead of going, hey, that's cool. He's going to pick up the train with his mouth. You're going, oh, no, she's on the train. Oh, no. You know?
0: <laughs> right.
2: We got to get her off the train. First. Right. You know?
0: uh, he really Godzilla really hates trains. I realized that watching old uh, all the old Godzilla movies. Does not I like- will say. Minor gripe. Um, how can Godzilla
3: float? That's my only question.
2: How can he what?
3: How can he float? <laughs> Wednesday floating. When he's standing, when he's standing in the water, that's supposed to be like hundreds of like thousands of meters deep. He's not
0: floating. He, Here's the thing: his, he's dog- t- his tail and his legs. He, he's doing a little like doggy. He's guy. doing he's doing uh, like he, a dog dog paddle. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a dog paddle. Yeah. Right. Uh, wait,
1: is Godzilla a girl or a boy?
0: We don't know. No. But he gives off guy energy <laughs> because men can only destroy; they can't they can't create. So I feel like he gives Ooh. off very guy energy.
2: Although, Son of Godzilla oh, uh, calls him Mama, right? Or Mama,
3: yeah. What about Baby Zilla? What does it really call it? Baby, what do they call it?
2: Man, is it Manila?
0: <laughs> yeah, Manila in the old ones. Uh,
2: does he go Mama, or is that just me? Have I just no, said that so many times? He doesn't say Mama. No,
0: you're thinking that's from uh, Planet of the Apes. You're doing
2: But th- So Godzilla <laughs> Jr. doesn't say anything like that? No. I don't think Dada or Mama or something.
0: I think he calls okay. him his dad. I think he says it's his dad.
2: He, say- also, he also re-
3: he also can regenerate, so that might have just been like a little bit of him that separated off, and right. made his own little baby. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. Like like a, like a uh,
2: lizard or a salamander. Well, did you see yeah.
3: did you see Shin Godzilla?
0: I didn't see Shin Godzilla, but it's on um, it's on Crunchyroll right now. I don't want to ruin the ending for you, but they they kind of they they kind of uh, take that in a horrifying direction. The idea that like little pieces would fall off and be, they kind of. I'll, I'll just watch Shin Godzilla is great. Watch it. It's fantastic. Super good. Uh-huh. Probably the th- I, It's probably my third favorite Godzilla movie besides uh, minus one in the original. Although Brent uh, Brent had high ratings for Invasion of the Astro Monster, and I hadn't seen that in completion since I was a kid. And Invasion I, 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 of the Astro which Monster. Which is the second movie with, might- with Ghidorah. Or sometimes they
2: call it Monster Zero. If you're looking it up, sometimes they call it Monster it's Zero. Super,
0: it's super crazy. They have the Devo aliens, there's flying saucers, but... Uh, Devo aliens.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. got
0: Rodan in it. It's, it's, Rodan, it's Rodan and Godzilla, and uh, it's fun. It's a really fun movie. They, but the ending of that, yeah. they, it's like a 20-minute just uh, festival of uh, toy tanks and uh, model cities just getting destroyed. So it's fun. But, uh, yeah, go see Godzilla Minus One. I'm glad you liked it, Jake. Go see cool. it, Anita. Okay, I'm sure he'll
1: want to see it again. And report
0: so to me if you cry. To report to us if you so cry. In, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: in <laughs> black and
0: white, so that's only for a week, right? Only for a week, starting the 26th. Okay. You have... All right. That's all the info I have. On one one week, starting the 26th. What a great idea. And that, well, well it's, they did it in Japan, and I was hoping they would bring it over here. Ah, uh. Yeah. Uh, so
2: in, in Japan, did you have your choice of color or black no, and white? No, no, is no. That they, what it was?
0: they they released. It, they did the same thing. They kind of ended the release okay. with the uh, black and white. Yep. Anyway. Do you think? Do you think this is going to lead to
3: more American releases of a lot of the Godzilla stuff? I or hope even so. Even I, of, like I, the I, Japanese exclusive releases.
0: I hope so because usually they, came with, they come either They come here here as straight to video. Or you've got to, like, find them on DVD or something, you know? Uh-huh.
2: Or, like, Shin Godzilla was, like, a week, right? You only yeah, had a week to it get was that. Yeah, like,
0: it was one of those Fathom events, that one. This one they decided to release as an actual re- release, release.
2: Right, you know, that was a great move, because look at what a hit it was. You know? Right,
0: right. And hopefully... Somebody,
2: somebody said that that was a good idea, you Hopefully know?
0: they keep this team and let them do another one in the same, you know, kind of maybe a follow-up see where the family goes and you know all that stuff you know so
3: You think this is just going to be a full reboot of the series
0: then? No cuz the second reboot of Godzilla raids again was terrible. The second this the first sequel to Godzilla was really bad. It was like mm-hmm. a cash grab. It was really really not good.
3: But uh, So where do you think where do you think this one's going to lead then if uh, they end up doing another one?
0: Maybe I don't know. I like God. I like the solo Godzilla. Just, I mean, the, the monster fights are fun, but I always kind of like it when he's just like a force of nature showing up and just...
2: Yeah, because it, it dilutes it. It's like anytime you have two monsters fighting, it kind of dilutes the story. Although they
0: did a really good job. I forgot in Godzilla 2000, that actually ended up really good because he was by himself for almost the whole movie. And then at the end, they brought in the other monster. And it was like, okay, now he's got this thing to fight. That's That's cool. I like the way they did that. Mm-hmm.
3: I like that. So you're saying you're not excited for Godzilla Kong the new? Oh Empire. no, that one looks terrible. Yeah. What is it, Godzilla?
2: Oh, it, oh Godzilla Times Kong is that what it
3: Godzilla X Kong or Godzilla? Yeah. Yeah.
2: But that's going to be part of that Monarch storyline, right?
3: Right. Yeah. Godzilla plus it, Kong. You, you know, what it looks fun. It looks. It's gonna be fun. It's not gonna be good, but you're gonna see giant monsters fighting. Yeah, so I'm gonna. gonna you, you know, I'm be, gonna, be gonna go cool see to it.
0: You know, I'm gonna yeah. go see it. I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for. There's two things I'm a sucker for: <laughs> kaiju movies, anything with a giant monster in it, and number two, if you put soldiers fighting that giant monster or soldiers fighting like old dinosaurs, like somehow a dinosaur shows up, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. in.
3: I'm in. I do nope. love a good dinosaur movie. Or even a bad dinosaur movie. Still uh,
0: find you can find it on YouTube. I, I finally found this movie for years and years. It was streaming on one of the Tubi, one of Plex, one of the free front of the free. Uh, it was a movie. It was a TV movie when I was a kid, made by Subayara Productions, the guys who did. It uh, was the effects supervisor on the original Godzilla. Now you know his studio does like you know Power Rangers and all that, but. Ultraman when I was a kid. They did a movie in the 70s called The Last Dinosaur about a guy going, find, they found like a lost world in like the Arctic I mean, and they, they, uh, they drill into it and they go hunt the last dinosaur. It's really, mm. it's really bad. It's super cheese ball. Mm. And it's got it was a guy in
2: a suit, right?
0: It was a guy in a suit. They did the Godzilla style effects. The, 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 it looks like a cross between Land of the Lost and uh, The Most Dangerous Game because it's richard yeah. boone and he's got this you know go it's terrible watch it the last dinosaur but when i was a kid that thing was awesome if you want bad if you want bad dinosaur movie velocipastor
3: which i hope is still on amazon oh I, i've heard I the guy and watched it
0: velocipastor
3: velocipastor yeah. it's about a guy
0: yep. who turns into a dinosaur like that's in fights,
3: fights crime with his uh which his friend who is an ex prostitute um aspiring to be
0: a uh lawyer. See hmm? that sounds like something that the home video hustle would cover. Oh I oh look, Anita, oh, look oh, is, Anita, Anita <laughs> Anita's face right now. <laughs> Anita, what what so the movies you want, you kids watch over there? Uh, you look like you have a little fatigue. What's going on? Are you okay? To-
1: I just, I just like, I would just like to watch something that's not trash. Sometimes we did, <laughs> we did mix it up this week and watched a good movie.
0: What did you watch?
1: We watched boys in the hood.
0: Oh, very good. Yes. And how is, so, how is, how did you walk us through how you talked Brent into watching the Harry Potter films?
1: He kind of talked himself into it. He started doing the Rocky series because he had never seen any of them. And he was like, I want to start doing a series of things that I've never seen. And then I was like, you know what? You've never seen Harry Potter. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah. And at first he was a little hesitant because I think he wanted he was like debating between doing the Karate Kid too. Oh, okay. And then, but you know what? the the people that listen to his podcast love the Harry Potter episodes and I'm like see I was right, I yeah, love being it, right. it's
0: always fun because sometimes you just gotta get somebody out of their comfort zone and then it's even yeah. better when they like it you're like oh you love that movie you, that's like uh, that's like Justine all of a sudden loving all these World War II movies we were watching in the 60s and then liking the spaghetti westerns like you're just like oh that's the last person I thought would enjoy those movies
1: yeah, I yeah. think we talked about this the last time. I'm shocked at how much he's actually liking them. I was nervous because I don't know if I could have tolerated someone hating them as much as I love them. So
0: Well we'll we yeah, will never we speak of them. them. <laughs> then we will never talk about it as <laughs> we will never bring it up.
1: <laughs>
0: no I love dead. No, I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I'm just indifferent.
1: Your wife loves them. I know, you t- you but you know what?
0: And I, but you know what? I will buy that. I bought her the digital copies for Christmas. Um, uh
1: uh-huh.
0: I I support it, man. That's that's her that's her thing. That's her jam. Love it. I just, okay. I want. I don't care. I love that she loves it. I love that she has a thing. Um, I just it's just not for me. So it's you know I've seen them all. Um, and I'm familiar enough with the story, but you know. I mean, my wife, I have so many things that I love that my wife is just like, no, thank you. You know,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, she's not going to go see Godzilla minus one. You know, I mean, she's, you know, and that's a, but my kid is like halfway. She has like a foot halfway. She'll watch some stuff with me and other stuff. It's a bridge too far. She's just like, nope. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I, we
1: don't all have to like the same thing. Yeah, I'm so a we big. We can all respect each other. Exactly.
0: Especially. I'm a big believer in having your own, especially when you're in a relationship and you're living in the same four walls, you got to have your own thing. You got to have your own job. Yeah. You have to. Yes. My wife reads her smut, and I'm just like, "Girl, you have fun. <laughs> you, <laughs> you enjoy that." <laughs> smut? Huh? I said, "Why is it smut?" Haven't you ever seen her? Do you follow her on uh, on on uh-huh. Instagram or TikTok? Look at some of the books. Oh, she'll she'll be the first to tell you it's smut. She reads like she likes to read those <laughs> those uh, you know all, you know—is that what they used to call
2: euphemistically romance novels? Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. She reads a lot yeah. of. them. But you know what, my my <laughs> wife will read really heavy stuff, and then turn around and like crank out like it's it's kind of a, she enjoys it, but it's like a palate cleanser for her. I think.
1: Yeah. She's, she's all,
0: she you know what honestly she she is so taken to reading in the last couple of years, and to me, I'm I'm really uh, impressed because she will read anything that has a good review, like. I'm more like, well, I don't really read this or I don't really read that, and I stick to the genres genres I'm comfortable with. If somebody gives her a recommendation, she will read it. She will, she doesn't care about the genre. I recommended them some some sci-fi books that I really loved. She loved that. She'll turn around and read like you know really serious heavy stuff, and then turn around and read. I I'm really impressed because she will anything she can get her hands on that she thinks she'll read, she'll read it. And I'm much more you know oh I you know I only want to read. Uh, movie tie-ins to stuff. I want to read novels that movies I watched are based on or I only want to read
1: yeah. uh, you know
0: 1940s detective stories or you know
1: No, I feel like you're the majority, she's the minority. That's really good that she could read such a variety of Yeah, books. she
0: does. She, like her like the stuff I want, you know, because I don't know what she's reading cuz you know, she does a lot of audiobooks too, but you know, sometimes I see what she's reading cuz she's carrying it around or other times I'll wait till she does the cuz when she's at work is when she kind of cranks through the audiobooks. And I'll see some of the stuff that she's, she, you know, I go on like Libby or any of the library apps or Coopla or whatever, and I'm so picky. And I'm just like, uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, why don't I just start picking up books that, I, that just sound interesting or get good reviews? I mean, that's how I watch movies, right? Yeah. You know, I don't understand. But I think it's because to me reading takes up so much time. I don't want to get halfway through a book and then there's only one book I've never finished because I'll slog through it. There's only one book I've never... I can't say that now. There's only one physical book. Now that you can check out books in the library, I've started many and gone, meh. Whereas before, if I paid for it or I checked it out from the library, I'm like, I'm gonna read this because I yeah. I took the time. But there's only- so what
2: mo- was that one book?
0: I forgot what it was called. My friend Hiddish gave it to me and he just told me, um, uh, he said, it's interesting. And he kind of said like that. He goes, it's interesting. I said, well, how was this? He goes, it's interesting. It was a Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper Book. Ah. They've done a lot of them. Yeah. Ha- halfway through the book, it turns out Sherlock Holmes was Jack the Ripper, and I was like, "I'm out. I'm out."
2: Did you throw <laughs> the book
0: across the room? I, f- I wanted to. I really wanted to.
2: Are you someone
1: who can start a book, and take like a huge gap of time off, and then pick up where you left off?
0: Most of the time, yes. But what I can't oh. do, what I what, what I have a really hard time doing. I need. I know people that like my wife will just crank books out back to back to back to back to back. I need like a week or two before I start another book. I like have to like think about it, kind of dwell on it, and then go on. Then I can go on. I can't like go from book to book. It's very rare for me. What about you, boys? I
1: can't. I'll start all over. If I take too long in between reading it and then picking it up again, I have to start
0: from the beginning. Yeah, de- yeah I, I understand it, that. It depends on the book. If it's something – and I read a lot of history books, which is super nerdy. So I feel like like those are the only – history books are the only books I can really do on audio or if it's like a biography or something. Because I already kind of know the story, so I don't have to keep uh, plots and characters, you know, straight. But if I try to listen to a a fiction book that I'm not already familiar with, uh, like in audio form, I'm lost because I drift. Mm -hmm. I drift. I, you know. Your mind drifts. My mind drifts. Yeah. If I'm not, if I don't have the page in front of me, I I drift really easily. So I think in that case, I do have to start it over, Anita. Like I've done that. Yeah. Well,
1: this is also why I never finish books because I'm like, well, can't pick that up where I left off. So gotta start from the beginning. an eight hundred
0: page book, and I stop. Is there a book? <laughs> is there a book where you feel like uh, you you really want to go back? You never finish it, or have they all been kind of like eh?
1: Um, they've all pretty much been eh. If I haven't like read, if I haven't picked them up again, like I just we went to Barnes and Noble's and I got the first uh, Firefly book. And I started it. I want to say maybe like a month ago, and I haven't picked it up since. And now I'm like, well, I have to start it all
0: over. Is that now. movies? Is so. that based on the show Firefly?
1: Yeah, it's based on the show.
0: Okay, wow.
2: I didn't know they were doing books of that. I guess they do books of everything
0: now. You know yeah. what's crazy? Like I'm, a, I'm, like you know, I'm like I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, right? I have very little interest in reading the Star Wars books, and there's a million of them, but I just, it, to me, that's just like. I'd rather watch just the movies and and but I did um, finally read. It came out in in nineteen ninety, the Admiral Thrawn, the first book in that trilogy. Hmm. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Heir to the Empire. I was like, wow, this is what Disney should have done. Now I understand why people were mad that they didn't do it. But uh, I read the first book and have not picked up the second or third. And it's a trilogy. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good. I've read it and I've tried to start. So, but now I feel like I need to read the first one again, because it's been so long. So, but now I try to read that book again. I'm like, oh, I've already read this. I'm, so I'm like stuck, like my own brain is keeping me from reading the rest of the. You the can book. always watch a quick review
3: of the first one just so you can get yeah. a little recap. That's what you. That's what refresher. YouTube is great for. Yeah, man.
0: yeah. And here's the thing. Shout out to BookTube because and Book Talk because people, those people love their books and they are so good at spreading that love. Like I, I really admire people that'll just do like, here are my top 10 sci-fi books of all time. And then they do a whole list and they tell you about, it. I love that. Like to me, that's like some of the best content out there. Cause it's just people sharing what they love. Yeah. And, uh and, and it's always the book talk. People tend to be more simple. Like the movie guys always want to come up with like, I've got to have being a character. I've got to do this. I've got to be wacky. I've got to be like, ah, ha, ha. it's like, the, the book talk people just come out and straight, straight tell you read this book here's why I loved it boom yeah. boom boom and then here's they're the next book they're very direct. It's a different audience very though. genuine people too people are
1: reading mm-hmm. books are not thoroughly looking they're like okay give me the book information I think the people watching movies are looking to be entertained wow right. yeah for entertainment yeah maybe you know?
0: maybe but there's some good movie movie guys out there that just give you the like a quick breakdown like you know um of what what's going on and then you're like "Uh," because if i want more i'll get into a podcast or you know what i mean if i want analysis but sometimes i just want you to give me your top 10 sci-fi movies dude you don't need to wear a robot face just give me your top 10 (laughs) sci-fi movies and tell me tell me it's
2: wacky that just turns me off immediately if there's gimmicks and dick i just go no that's not what i'm here for (laughs)
0: right (laughs) right right shout out to booktube shout out to booktube it's it's good place. Good place. Uh, what are you reading right now, Anita? Are you reading anything?
1: Um, I'm reading a little bit of smut, as you like to call it. Yeah.
0: That's a, pop, <laughs> that's a popular
3: thing right now, man. Everybody's reading their smut. Oh, it is huge. It is huge.
1: Mm-hmm. Huge. And then I'm going to restart Firefly again. I hadn't gotten that deep into it. I have only like a couple hundred pages in, so I'm just going to restart it. And try to cycle between the two. I'm trying to commit myself to reading at least
0: 20 minutes a day. Is my goal? That's not good. I used to be able to read for hours. I, I'm sorry, I'm reading a book right now. Um, I just checked it out. I just like I went online the other day and I was like, I'm just going to go check out a book that's not in my comfort zone. I'm going to just pick something that Ooh. I wouldn't about. So I'm reading a book called Small Things Like These by Claire Keegan. It takes place in Ireland in the 1980s, and it's like a wow. slim. It's only like 100 pages. It's a little novella, and. You know what? I the, what, love the way she writes. She's very descriptive. Um, it's about this guy in this little town in Ireland, and it's a very small town, and he kind of, kind of uncovers this really dark secret that's happening in the town. And It's not like supernatural or anything weird. It's like, you know, it's something that, you know, it's a real thing. And um, it's really good. I'm like, why don't I read? I read a book last year. I can't, I, I'm going to forget what... Um, uh, let me see if I can find it. I read a book about a mom and a daughter who are forced to, by circumstances, to... Oh, I'm, I'm never going to find it. I'll have to find the name of it for you. Uh, it was a book about... A, a, is it called Meeting Pavarotti? It's about a, 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 mo- a like a young girl who's struggling kind of in that age in the late 20s, between the late 20s and early 30s when you're... Trying to make life happen, and it's not going on, and and she kind of has to move back in with her mom, and it's all about her having to. And I really loved it. It was a really fun little. Um, Meeting Luciano is the name of it. Meeting Luciano, her mom's oh. like an offer book. and it's just a little slice of life. Like not a lot happens in it, and it, I was just like, this. I really enjoyed it. Of it took me out of. You know, it wasn't laser beams and sci-fi and I just, but it was a book where I was like, it was a book where I was like, I'm going to take myself. I, every once in a while I do that. I push myself, read something that isn't, you know, isn't space cowboys and, you know, or, you know, and dragons or something, you know, read, um, <laughs> you know, read something about real life. In a, and so this book, uh, what did I just say? Oh, the, what is it? All the Small Things. Uh, it's really good. So I recommend it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that out there. And I, of course, I asked my wife, I go, have you heard about this book? She's like, yeah, read it. It's good. Small things like these. <laughs> uh, of course she's read it. Like, I, she should be like, yeah, of course you read it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was, John gave me a book of movie quotes, and that's like, that's the kind of stuff I want to read. Bullet points. <laughs> Give me bullet points. Give there you me go. bullet points. and and. Uh...
2: Well, that does with Those kind of books, it kind of turns you on maybe to, there might be like one movie in there you haven't seen, you know?
0: hmm uh-huh. When I was like, I want to read books about cryptozoology and 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 Bigfoot and 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 the hills and their lost their lost time and what is it? Mar- uh, Benny and Betty Hill, not Benny, Hill, not Benny Hill, Betty, Betty Hill, Hill and the the hills. They yeah. were a family. Mm-hmm. They were it was a couple in the sixties that claimed they had been abducted and they couldn't account. Oh for it. yeah, yeah. That was like a huge thing. Remember that in the seventies? Nemoy. Yeah. Everybody was talking about it. And um, I used to love to read. My mom would drop me off at the library when I was like in like in fourth or fifth grade, you know, kind of old enough to be on my own, but not old enough to like walk as far as the library. So she would drop me off ostensibly to study. And I would just <laughs> go straight for the Bigfoot Loch Ness monster UFO books. <laughs> that's all the fun stuff. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. I would go straight for that. Yeah. So that's, that's what I want to read. I'm going to read the Firefly books because Anita recommended them. Uh, what's the, what's the plot of your smut book? Oh, it, <laughs>
1: it's about this girl who is married to this guy that she's always been in love with, but they got married. They only got married because his grandmother was dying and she wanted to see him get married. So they got married and Uh they're still together and she's like secretly in love with him, but he's just like, I'm just married to you out of convenience. And then he has this other lady that he's been in love with this whole time. But in between all of this, she's secretly pregnant, and she hasn't told him yet. And she thinks he's cheating on her. It's literally, it's absolutely ridiculous. I love it. It's
0: all over. What's the name of this book? I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it.
1: I have. I found it on like a little like mobile reader that I've been reading off of. That I'm trying to find out to how
0: to get more coins on because i'm out of coins so nicole knows this thing i I, she does it every year there's a service it's i don't know if it's kindle but it's they give you the free so it's like a whole list of free ebooks you can get like one day a year and there's a list that comes out and then one afternoon i we were eating lunch and nicole just started reading me the synopses of all the little like and there's (laughs) all these different genres of like of the smut where there's like different, like there's vampire smut and like, human slash vampire all and i was just cracking up i was like oh my god this is so great dude like i please come on the podcast and read the list and she's like no i'm not doing that but she was giving it <laughs> she would like spice it up you know she'd be like a human falls in love with an ogre in ancient you know in the realm of ancient blah blah yeah. blah and i was just like what this happens you know it would be fun <laughs> <that> read, <laughs> read the synopsis
3: and then guess the name of the title little... <laughs> oh my god no, it's no, Love
1: Unbreakable. So um,
0: all right, let's see. I'll Sh- keep you enticed on the ending. Lo- let me find it. See if I can find Love Unbreakable. All right, let's see if we can. I'm there gonna. Go. I'm gonna look for it here. Uh th- Yeah, the, I wanted to do that again. It's uh, oh, here we go. Love Unbreakable novel PDF free. There it is.
1: Free.
0: <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> are you on? You are you? It. Are you on Mobo Reader? Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. It says free, but it's not. You have to pay for it. It's not. Eight point two million views. Damn.
1: Wow. It's not even well written. Like the when you read it, you're like, "This is," but it's so. This is like I gotta know what happened
0: next. It's basically. Like, it's basically <laughs> oh like God. the old. It's basically like the old like fanfic that would get thrown up in the early days. <laughs> You know, it was written by a cheese when you're like, when you're <laughs> <to all. laughs> it starts out with what had happened, was you know, I'm to see what happened what had happened entonces (laughs) (laughs) written
3: in Spanglish yeah instead of like
0: once upon a time or when it just starts out with what had happened was (laughs) yeah that's that's an untapped market right Right, there it it needs to be written in the the point
3: of view of the chismosa
0: so what happened was he was hooking up with Uh. her, right Oh my god. Oh here I chapter I found it. Here we that. go. Chapter one. <laughs> uh, Love Unbreakable by Bank Brook. Reagan Hayes was a little absent-minded at the moment. All she could think of since this afternoon were what all she could think of since of this afternoon was the doctor's words. It should be all she could think of since this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. that already, were, that the, already doctor's hurt. were that the doctor's words. Were the doctor's words? Congratulations, you are pregnant. And it's you are pregnant. Suddenly. <laughs> suddenly. Mitchell Dixon pinched her arm hard. His low voice came the next second. Come back to earth. What are you thinking about? Before she could respond to that, Mitchell kissed Regan hard. After holding back, uh, holding the back of her head lovingly, he then went into the bathroom. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> I'm gonna read this so I'm gonna read this so hard. Read it so hard. <laughs> it so there you hard. go. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read this so hard. Uh, give me a, give me a, give me a celebrity voice. Uh, <laughs> before she could respond to that, Mitchell kissed Reagan hard after holding the back of her head lovingly. He then went into the bathroom. Reagan lay motionless in the smash of bed. Damp strands of her hair stuck to her temples and cheeks. She stared at the ceiling with her eyes brimming with tears. Her naked body was aching slightly. After a while, she took out the pregnancy test report from the nightstand drawer. Reagan had gone to the hospital because of an incessant stomach ache. After a urine test, the doctor broke the news to her. She was almost five weeks pregnant. I'm going to leave it there because I'm going to read that. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it's somebody, It's an audio book. Huh. Somebody read that. Oh, look at the people on the cover. They're like AI. Sh- they're like AI. AI look, at those. look at those AI. Highs. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Look at that.
2: That looks like a Hallmark movie. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh. No, they are smutty. Yeah. That is smutty. All right. 4.8. There you go. Hello. <laughs> um, good. Thanks for the recommendation, Anita. Oh, you're welcome. But you know, here's the thing. And this is what I told Nicole, because she's like, oh my God, I just read some out, whatever. And she's always very like self-deprecating. I go, that's the equivalent of me watching old episodes of Ultraman or, you know like what you know the, the dumb movies i watch it's just sometimes sometimes you just want something mindless and fun you know you need junk that food. yeah it's just like yeah, yeah. Does, exactly. it doesn't have
2: to be steak all the time Right. sometimes junk food it yeah. can't
0: be steak tartare all the flipping time with your
2: steak tartare
0: <laughs> what time is oh it's oh we got to get to the movie cuz jake's got a hard up that's at yeah, 2 right that sounds bad right right after reading love unbroken yes a little bit <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna
2: he's gonna kiss the time clock hard
0: so hard uh are you guys ready for the movie high fidelity Jake do you want to tell us about it this week's movie high fidelity <laughs> this is a this is a john sandy favorite right here let's see to... just because you worked in a record store but uh, I'm just
2: saying. right eh.
3: Eh. okay High fidelity released March twenty eighth in the year two thousand. Directed by Stephen Fee, Frears. Frears. Mm-hmm. Frears. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Seven point four IMDb. Ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. With a budget of thirty million dollars. Everyone, how much did it make?
0: Uh, we'll let Anita go first. She's good at this now.
1: Is it thirty million.
0: Thirty million.
1: Um, I'm not good at this. I'm going to say... I've never heard of this movie, but I don't think that that's nothing to do with me. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'll go 75.
2: 75. John? Uh, I think it was a hit, but I don't know if it was a smash hit, so... You said 35? No, 30. Oh, 30. I'll say it made uh,
0: 70. Uh, I'll say 50.
3: Um, can't do the closest without going over, but the closest is going to be Mario uh, with a total box office of $47.1 million.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, All right, let's see if we could guess what, uh, what our friend uh, Leonard Walton gave it. High Fidelity 2000. After his girlfriend leaves a music-obsessed Chicago record store owner, reflects on his failed relationships. Adaption of Nick, adaptation of Nick Horn, Hornsby's novel, originally set in London, is alternately insightful and annoying, embodied by Cusack's direct-to-camera chats and the fanatically detailed depiction of the music scene and its inhabitants. Cusack co-produced and co-wrote the screenplay. What do you think he gave it? Out of four stars. Bomb to four stars. And he does halves, Jake. I'll say he said annoying. He did say annoying. <laughs> I'll say <laughs> I'll say it too. Uh, Anita, I'll say three. Uh, john, I'll say three. Two and a half. Oh, mm. ah. two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, I will say 3 john i will say 3
1: 25
0: 25 25 i had not seen this movie in a long time. Uh, I mean, obviously, whether we want to or not, this is a big influence on. Everybody here except Anita, uh, we all have that personality. We like to rank things, obviously. <laughs> That's what we do every week. We rank things top five, this, top five, that. Give me your five best, this, your five worst of that. Double, double this, this, double, double that, that, double this, double that. What was that? What game was that?
3: That's from a kid. That's like from like grade school.
0: Are you thinking Old McDonald? Double, double, this, this, double, double, that, that. double, this, double, that, double, double, this, that. It's like a clapping. I think it's like a uh, 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 yeah. I think it's some clapping game. The speed? I think so. Is it? What's this called?
1: Not patty cake. slide. Slide.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like a double, double, this, this, double, double. I think there's like a hand thing that goes with that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I digress yet again. John. Obviously, this is kind of uh, uh, biographical for you, having worked in a record store. How do those scenes hold up? Is that what it's like working in a record store? <laughs> and who do you most resemble?
2: Yeah, this was. Uh, well, this is like a twenty-four. It's been twenty-four years. Uh, at the time, it felt pretty real, and I had worked at the record store about five years. But I, I wasn't working there when this movie came out. But a bunch of us that had worked at the record store, we we went together. <laughs> we went to see this together. And we all laughed because we could identify. It wasn't that I identified with anybody. I don't think I'm any of those characters that worked at the store. But we could recognize other people we had worked with. We'd go, oh, God, that's definitely this guy. You know, like the music snobs and the ones that are, like, into obnoxious music and people that are, you know, uh, snotty to the customers. And um, so I... I don't really identify with any of them, but I, I recognize the behavior and also the customers you'd say, Oh, that's that guy that comes in looking for this, you know? Right. So, uh, it felt very real. It it didn't feel like, um, what's the one we saw empire records that did not feel real at all. Um, this one felt very real and we all sat there. I think it was like five of us went to go see this and we all laughed and we said, boy, that's, they pretty much nailed it also all my friends were like record collectors. Like they, I know people that had like his setup with like thousands of records. I never had that many. I probably, you know, I had a few hundred, but I knew people that had like the the entire living room was just taken over with their collection. And I knew people that were really religious about how they, you know, alphabetical, chronological, you know, genre, everything had to be just right. So I, yeah, the whole thing rang very true. But the thing that rang the most true was that we, if it was a slow day, we would hang around the shop making lists. We'd go, okay, top 10 punk records of all time. <laughs> go. And we go, okay, uh, you know, top 10 uh, rockabilly records, top 10 glam records, whatever it was, we would do these lists. We could never stop at five or 10. We'd say, okay. Somebody would say, okay, just make it 20. There's no way we can do, you know, top records of the seventies. It's gotta be 20. So we go, okay, we'll do 20. And the next thing, you know, we're doing like top 50, you know, and we'd go, well, there's got to be a sub-genre. Let's say it's, you know, it's right. like, okay, top punk of the 70s, and then the next one's the 80s. So the next thing you know, we're doing, like, top 100, you know, and it's like, okay, you're defeating the purpose. The whole idea was, was starting as a top 10, you know. We would do top 10s, and it would always get out of hand, you know.
0: Right. Uh, well, we do that here, so, too. Yeah, felt very real. We do that here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to need yeah. your top five. John, give me your top five uh, John Cusack movies. Ready? Go.
2: I thought you were going to say, "Give me your top five You know, records of the punk era. <laughs> uh,
0: um,
2: yeah, Cusack's always great. Uh, you know, uh, right? Eight Men Out and uh, you know Better Off Dead and Con Air and uh, Gross Point Blank. Those are all great. You know,
0: well, I would I would ask you for your top ten punk albums, but we only have three hours, John. So we got to keep it short. Hey, how you doing? How about that? And
2: the funny thing about Cusack is he he often plays uh like in this movie he's not a particularly um, likable character, but you still you still feel for him. He's such a knucklehead; he can't get out of his own way. And uh, but you, you 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 don't hate him. You just go, this is an unpleasant guy, but you don't hate him. You've got to feel sorry for him. You know the
0: the couple scenes that I really like. There's a couple scenes that where even though he's unlikable, it makes me laugh. The one is when he when the when the the, the realization. She's like, you dumped me. Like, you dumped me. I, you know. And then, he, like, the second she walks away, he's like, I'm free. <laughs> like, this is great. It wasn't. That had nothing to do with it. And then, when he turns from Lisa Bonet, he turns yeah. away from Lisa Bonet and immediately starts talking about his ex. Like, immediately, like, like, like that just didn't happen. And that was America's Sweetheart, by the way, at one time, Lisa Bonet. And Lisa Bonet, by the way, got the last laugh because she was fired from. The Cosby Show by a very sanctimonious Bill Cosby, and like let's just say Lisa Bonet is doing fine for herself now. Uh, we'll just say that and leave that unsaid. So,
2: yeah, shout out yeah. to Lisa
0: Bonet. But the, yeah, he turns around and he's like, "Hey, like it's it's fine, <laughs> you know, like you know, like he just immediately starts talking about that." I just love <laughs> that. The, how that that's done where you think it's going to be like, Oh, here it is. It's this moment of, and he's like, Nope, he's still an asshole. Like, Nope. it, it Like he learned nothing. Like that's he's what I so love. He's
2: so self-obsessed. Everything's about him. Even when terrible things are happening to other people, it's like he feels for them, but it's still all about him. How does this impact me? Right, <laughs> so- right.
0: And we all know somebody like that. We all know yeah. somebody like that. Maybe they're on this podcast right now maybe they're hosts maybe they're posting hosting this podcast right now maybe maybe they are maybe some of us are like that <laughs> Uh,
2: the, way get you, to you, the way to get you off the every, I've had friends say, you know, everybody is self-absorbed. It just that some people are distractingly so. You right. know, it's right. like yeah. they, they can't turn it off. Everyone's self-absorbed, but when you're amongst other people, you have to show some some sort of a, you know register that there's other people in the room. And some people don't. They're it, completely it all, broken that way.
0: John, it all goes back to that one line in Bull Durham where she says, "Life, the world was not made for those with who are." cursed with being self-aware like that is the right. that it all goes back to that line like i'm like oh that that is the greatest line in movie history because it's such a it's such a resounding truth and he's yeah. definitely you know, not self-aware at all uh, he just doesn't realize because he,
2: the other thing is um, you know he's around a lot of other people but when he's amongst his records he's completely up in his own head that whole thing where he's going to take the entire collection apart. And he's like, you know, okay, not, not alphabetical, not chronological. I'm doing it biographical. Uh, and autobi- like, wow, autobiographical, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all, wow, that's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wow, you've got the time to do that. You're going to take apart <laughs> this entire collection and put it back biographical, you know, uh, but You know, being a collector, we all can kind of like go, that's somebody who's gone off the rails for collecting. But
0: but I'll tell you what the thing is, and this is something that I think it's unspoken in the movie, but the reason he feels like he's probably not as bad as he is is because look who he hangs out with all day. The two guys from the record store, right? They're They're so music obsessed and they're such nerds about it that he just seems normal by comparison because he's going out, you know, he's having dates and he's going out and he's having relationships and these guys really aren't. Also,
2: compared, yeah, to, Jack Black, he, compared <laughs> to Jack Black, he, he is not terrible to people just for tr- your day-to-day dealing with people at the store. Jack Black is so rotten to everybody. And so, you know, he's like, come on, cut these people a break. They're a customer, all right? You know, Right. So you figure, compared to Jack Black, he's actually a much more, uh, has much more empathy and s- civility. <laughs> Jack Black is just shutting everybody down, you I'll, know, I'll, fuck I'll, off, even... You know, people that are coming in just to buy a record. Ah, get out of here. I'll I'll tell you what,
0: and you guys know this. You guys all know me. uh, You know, you guys know me outside the show. The, the, The truest line in this thing is when he says, judge people for what they're like, not for what... No, judge people for what they like, not what they are like. And you guys know me, like... I surround myself with people that like the same things I do that, you know, you could be the biggest asshole in the world, but if you're a star Wars fan or you love the Dodgers, we're going to be friends. That's just it. I'm going to look past all the other stuff because that, because that to me matters. It's like, okay, you're, Oh, okay. You, you, uh, you hate the Beatles too. You're like in the upper echelon of my friends. You know what I mean? Like Uh you're like in the inner circle now, you know, it's like, it's, it's weird.
2: It's, like blood you're like blood brothers. It's
0: weird that it's like I'm it's weird that I'm like that. But do you guys feel that way too? Do you guys or is that just me? Is that just I'm no you've I'm seen John you've seen
2: me, right? I light up. You know, somebody mentions, you know, Karloff or, you know, the Marx brothers and I, I they're halfway there. They're, you know, they're halfway to being a really good friend of mine and all they've said is, Oh yeah, you know, I like duck soup. And I'm like, hey, really? You want to go out for lunch? And i was like. <laughs>
3: Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of people. You just kind of you end up surrounding yourself with people who share similar interests. Well, that's what know? happened.
0: I mean, Jake. That you know, Jake shows up to game night one night. You know, they're over there, and we're all playing the same board game. So if a bond is yeah. immediately formed. You know. You know, yeah, exactly. John, John, because, and I, John and I, John and I, and Anita and I all met in the drudgery of work that bonds you, you know, when you meet tra- in a workplace, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Cool. So it's like, you, you meet you're in
2: the trenches, you're in the trenches together.
0: Right. Right. And right, right. you
2: feel like, it, you feel like it's us against them. So you're, it's like combat. <laughs> it's
0: like Well, sometimes when you know, you're at work, it, any job, you know, we, you, you start talking about what's your favorite movie, what's your favorite book, tell me about this, tell me about that. And the people you want to talk to are the people that are interesting about that stuff that like like we talked about the people like on book talk that are passionate about something and can convey that passion to you in a way that makes you want to, you know, experience what they're experiencing. So I think that's really a lot where the people I tend to gravitate yeah, think, towards, you know, aren't I necessarily. Think I would have been
2: friends. Uh, I think we would have been friends no matter what, but uh, when I heard you into Jean Krupa, I mean, that just took it <laughs> across the, because I thought I could go years without finding somebody your age that's gonna even know who Gene Krupa is. By the way, that I, was I the, think we would have been friends, but it put it across the finish line immediately. I'm like, oh <laughs>
0: gotta know this guy. That that <laughs> was on the uh that was uh on the jazz track for yesterday. I gotta send that to you, John. I'm a day behind, I think. But but like well like <laughs> speeds things up. Well you know what it is too? Uh, it's also um I don't care for, this is gonna sound so awful. Oh oh but, don't say it. No, I, I just I'm not a person I'm not a person who cares a lot for like just small talk. Like I don't like just so
2: yeah chit
0: chat meaningless chit chat. Right. So you know if you if I'm friends with you, it's because I think you're interesting. So it's like you know ah.
2: I'm trying
0: to be complimentary. But you know what I mean? Like See, Anita and I had
2: thought I was interesting.
0: I, Anita and I had some very interesting conversations about stuff that nobody else could talk about or would talk about where we used to work. We used to talk about very uh, like just like very very in, like deep conversations about stuff. And no one else seemed to care or uh, understand the situation. And so we, we kind of bonded over that as what, how Anita and I bonded. So we, you know, we always had these really, like, I always felt like I could confide in Anita and she was going to be like, you know, she was going to understand where I was coming from. I'd be like, hey, do you notice this too? Or is it just me? And Anita, yeah. <laughs> I, let me tell you guys something about Anita. Anita notices everything, everything. She let me tell you, so you better watch. So you better watch out. Jake could could turn off his camera right now, and Anita could describe that room for me. I'm not even
2: joking.
0: (laughs) 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 She noticed she's very. I
2: I thought thought, she's going, Why is John doing this from bed? He's doing the show from bed.
0: Well, I I feel like that brings a lot of the sexual energy, so I'm good down with that (laughs) because that's going to bring a whole different, you know. That's going to bring a whole. Gee, different... I never thought of that. Yeah, gee, I never thought of that. Well, it's because you're, you know, you're self-deprecating. <laughs> Anina, you me had too. never, you had uh. never seen or heard of this movie, so walk us through it. What did you think?
1: Um, I really liked it. I very much. I thought all of the relationships he was in, like I feel like I've been in at some point, they were all really relatable. Whether it was happening to me or I was the other part or I was him in that perspective, like they were all very much relatable. It's like, Oh, I've been through that. Oh, I've been through that. And the point you mentioned when he was at the dinner with the girl from, was it like sophomore year or something? And she was like, you rejected me. When he left her on the porch and was like, what's even the point? And like put on his hood and walked away. Like I felt that. So when he was finally at dinner with her, she was like, you rejected me. I was like, yeah, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) You rejected her. I was so mad. Did you actually have somebody come
0: back and ask why you guys broke up? And you were the one that like, he was the one that had dumped you? Is that? Is that something that happened to you?
1: I've definitely been in the position where they were like, when in their relationship, where she he was like, she didn't want to do anything, and she didn't want to do anything. Like, I think most girls have been in that position where you're like dating some guy and you're like, no, like I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet, and it's always like. Oh, I know exactly, but this is, like, you don't even think about from her perspective is that the fact that she was, like, genuine. She was, like, I was in love with you. Like, I wanted to be with you. I, I just, just didn't want to do that thing, and then right. that wasn't enough for you. Like, I was, like, oh, definitely been in that position as, a like, a young woman dating guys who, you know, natural course of things. Like, nothing crazy. Don't make like, excuses. You know, don't, make, themselves on me. don't make
0: excuses <laughs> for him, and he is an asshole. He's an asshole he's an asshole and you know what
1: it was was interesting to see it being played out in that way and then for him to be self-absorbed enough to be like so why did you and it's like you don't even remember that you literally just dumped me for not wanting to like run bases with you like what are you talking about run bases
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's that's great i've never heard that before
0: Oh, that's, that's going to be the, that's going to be the name of the title of the episode. It's like running bases. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you for the title. Yeah. That is, and you know what, that, that's, that's, I mean, and you know, everybody was young and I'm sure, I mean, dude, we're all assholes. We're all assholes.
2: Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got to be hit by a brick. Yeah. That's why it's so funny when he looks at the camera and goes, Oh my God, I did. I did them. You know? Right, like, right. But he yet, didn't really remember it. That but way. yet,
0: there's not enough. There's nothing in there that makes him want to self reflect and change. It was just enough for him to have the light. Just It was just a reference for not to feel guilty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not feel guilty. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. Not even not feel guilty. He should have felt guilty. What he should have, but instead of feeling relief, it was relief because. He was wrong, right? He was wrong. That's why he was, was a relief. Yeah. That's what he took away from that. So like John said, he's not a guy who learns his lessons very well, you know? No.
2: Yeah, he's got to be the, hit by a like, brick, and then you're not even sure he got the whole lesson, you know? it's right.
1: like <laughs> Or his first girlfriend <laughs> marrying the guy, Kevin Bannister, that she he kissed like two seconds after him. And he was like, oh, they were meant to be together. Ah, it's not me. Like, It's like, okay, yeah. like you're just going to relieve yourself of all of responsibility, anything right. to do with anything.
0: That's just. What's crazy a though. Very... What's crazy though, is when you're that age and something like that happens, you do, that does leave a scar. That's like your first little trauma when that's, when you're like oh, yeah. that young, because you're emotionally, you're not fully formed yet. And you know, yeah. you're just like, you know, you're just, you know, it's something like that happens. And you're just like, Oh, you carry it with you. Like, you know,
2: And And that shapes the next 10 years of relationships. I think
0: guys are a lot more susceptible to that too. I think guys are the ones that get hurt like that. And girls, girls
2: they are not emotionally, you know, they're not as mature emotionally as girls. Girls
0: deal with it in a better way. And guys are just like, Oh yeah, now all girls are bitches. I'm just going to be an asshole. to You know, and that lasts until you're, I don't know, 40. And then, you know, you know, I mean, that, listen, I was guilty of that. I, I did that. Uh, that's why uh, my wife and I, the first time we tried to date, that did not work out because I was emotionally stunted and I had been something dumb like that happened to me. And I was just like, well, nope, now I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a jerk to everybody. And then, I'm, and then she was like, okay, well, I'm not going to put up with that shit. And I'm, she just walked away. And then I was like, what? And mm-hmm. that was, that was me getting, that was the cold splash of water on the face and then by the time I realized my mistake, it was too late. She was, she was like, peace out. I have too much self-respect. She boned out. And it was just like, yep. Yeah. Shout out to Nicole. Oh, for sure. Uh-huh. For sure. <laughs> Trust me. It took a year, Anita. Of, when we, we connected years later, it was a year of solid, I don't want to say begging, because <laughs> I don't like to be con- completely accurate, but I put in work. I put in some work to to get back to where I mean I, I really, you know not that she was like lording it over me, but I she was like, No, we're no. gonna stay friends. You already hurt me. I'm not gonna let you do that again. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And a uh, good shout out to her for the self respect.
1: Out- I do. I look, I we all don't have that. Look, we've all
0: been, I'm like,
1: oh, I'll put up with it. It's okay. The fact that she did it
0: is really good. So I I'm mean, like, she she tolerated days. it for a little while. She was hoping, I yeah. think she was hoping I would, you know, she was. She probably felt you like. Did recognize wrecked. your mistake? Yeah. She 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 loved me enough that she's like, I'm going to give him some chances and I'm going to give him some hints. And then finally one day she was just like, nah, 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 nah. mm-mm. Uh-uh. You know? So good for her. Did it no, suck? Really. Yes. Did I learn my lesson? Yes. To the point now where I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> now You're I don't now I don't think I care enough. Now I'm just like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh oh no. Shout out to my wife. She's amazing. But Anita, you can I ask you who did you is that the girlfriend you identified with the most was the the high school girlfriend? Or who did you identify with the most?
1: No, like I said, I don't think I, like, clearly identified with anyone as far. But I think, like, the little bits in the relationship, like, the things that happened. Like, you know, him being with the person that he thought was too good for him at the time. And then, like, looking back. Like, I think we've all, like, had, like, little bits of those relationships in our lives. So I thought that was really relatable. Um, And then the takeaway of him being with Yvonne and he's like... Okay, not all relationships are exciting all the time. Like, you know, they require lulls, but is it the person that you want to see every day? Do you, you know, miss right. like all of the things that really like make a basis of a good long-lasting relationship that he was like learning to see from looking back at his past relationships. I really I don't know. The story was really good. It was still funny, it was relatable. I love the record store scenes with Jack Black. I liked Dick. He was my favorite. He <laughs> yeah. was so funny.
0: Uh, that's my favorite kind so of that's my favorite kind of music nerd though i love guys like mm-hmm. that because those are the guys that are going to give you some stuff that you've never heard of it's absolute gold and they're just like i yeah. making
2: tapes for him he's all i'll make that tape for you you know <laughs> <It's> like,
0: <laughs> that was me and john sandy right there hey i'm gonna make you this tape let me make you a tape here
2: <laughs> let, me, let me oh make the me mixed up. tapes that's the thing that really took me back was uh we were really about Everybody I knew was really into making mixtapes, not just to give the girls, but like on a road trip. OK, we're going to Vegas. Let, you know, let's make a Let's make a, a mixtape just for the drive out there. You know, it's like.
0: Right. I, yeah. We were
2: all about mixtapes. And right. so I've still got stacks of those somewhere. It's like a diary just to look at what you thought. You know, you put so much time into it, like, you know, the sequencing. And I look at those now, and it's like a journal. You know, this is what I was listening to 30 years ago. I remember,
0: know? John, I made you a mixtape when when I was trying to get you into jazz, and I was like, I'm going to narrate a mixtape for you. And I still I, got that. And I did, like, yeah. a DJ thing. I did, like, a whole... All right, John, here we go. <laughs> this is from 1956, yeah. and you're going to hear Lester Young with Teddy Wilson, and uh, the song is All of Me. Here we go. And blah, blah, blah. And then I was just, yeah, I remember doing that for you. I remember that. You, I got, I you should, got your own I've little got, private I, DJ there for you. Yeah.
2: I've got those, go. and I should make a copy for you. I've still got those on tape somewhere. And oh. I should, uh, I should I, dude, that would be like listening to yourself from 30 years ago. It's you
0: know. not something I want to explore. Uh, Jake, what did you think of this movie? High-fiddly. The, if, High if, fidelity. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was good. Yeah, just his
3: his journey of self reflection on past relationships. I think super relatable for a lot of people. Um, and his relationship with Laura, I thought was really sweet. And him coming to realize, like, you know, she's not she's not necessarily like the quote unquote fantasy that he was that he was like dreaming of. But it's like it's the one that he. Wants the most, and it's the one thing that he needed, and I thought that was really it's a really sweet message. Well, even the, though he didn't, I don't think he fully understood. Well, the nice <laughs> thing is
0: when you're watching it as an audience member, and you've been in love, or in and out of love, or you've been in in and out of bad relationships, and you watch the whole thing, and you look back in the relationship, you know, she gives him the four thousand dollars, she doesn't want it back, she does all this stuff. You're like, bro, mm-hmm. this is the one, this is the person you want to spend your life with. You know, mm-hmm. this is what are you doing? This is like, you know, yeah. it's yeah. right yeah. there. Anybody else, you're going. Yes, this is the girl, dude. This is the one. What are you doing? She
1: pushes him and makes the flyer and gets the show going at the end. Like I'm like this makes girl the
3: flyer is your for back. him. Yeah. Uh, like does this, like hey he the she's going to be DJing. These guys are doing like their their like single release party, and he's like,
0: "What are you doing?" I'm like, "What do you mean? What's she doing? She's supporting you." And that was <laughs> like, an, unconditionally. What I love about that is you th- like her doing announcing him as the guest dj right Mm -hmm. because that's where she like first met him and everything that's such a like that's like a really romantic gesture like if it had been the other way around he would have been like look i made this big gesture for you because obviously she saw that she she loved what she saw when he was that way like whatever he was exuding when he was djing she loved that about him and she wanted to see it again and it's like bro this is like this is your girl what are you doing but you know but when you're well the sad thing is he's already older you know he should be like eighteen and not being able to see this. <laughs> you know, eighteen or nineteen. He shouldn't be like in his late thirties, early forties, or however old he was. I think he's like in his thirties in this one. He shouldn't be in his thirties and barely having to, you know, not not being not not being perceptive enough to figure that out. You know, Jake. Who did you most relate to as one of the exes?
3: As one of the exes? Oh yeah. God, I, I have no idea.
0: I really, I really not tell you I, the maybe, moment, maybe the first one, I guess the, just first be, one, I guess. the, the moment I, 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 the person, the person I, or not the moment, the moment I related most with him was we've all had that realization of somebody that we used to like was really unlikable, but for whatever mm. reason, yeah. Because you're in love, or the chemistry, or whatever, you thought, "Oh my God, this person's great." And you see Catherine him a few, <laughs> Joe. yeah, you see him a few years later, and he's like, "She was really awful." You know, he says this stuff. He's like, "She doesn't listen to anybody. Yeah. She's totally self." And all the stuff that yeah. he's describing about her is stuff that's wrong with him, right? You know, it's all stuff that he doesn't listen to anybody. Completely <laughs> it's self-absorbed. A too close, yeah. Right, right, right. It's like no wonder He didn't like her. She was you. You know, she tells people what they want to <laughs> yeah, hear. They talk about that people that. The traits
2: you don't like in somebody are the things that are a little too close to how you are, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true. It's very true. The people that stuff that people do yeah. that bother me are things that I do that bother myself. Yeah. Boy, we're yeah, really I think getting that in
3: situation in. was probably the most relatable. That whole yeah, that whole deal with, oh God, what was the character's name?
0: I don't know. Some, uh, Catherine uh, Carly Carly. no, her name was, yeah, her. Was her name? Was, uh, Charlie. Charlie. That's right. Yeah. Cause he calls her Charlie. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Nicholson. Yeah. was Kathy John, I don't remember around this time. Was she already a, a big star? Was this like a small, like a I was
2: trying to remember if she'd already done Zorro. You know, she had some breakthrough roles. Yeah. I thought this, I don't know where the, cause she's not a big, she's not a big part in this movie, but I thought, was she already kind of taken off?
3: She had already done mask of Zorro and entrapment by this point.
2: Okay. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's weird to see her that young, you know, because she's still doing stuff, and you go, Oh, yeah, God, she goes way back, <laughs> you
0: know. Catherine, Gettardine you know, Jones. that's good, cool. yes, yeah, uh, yeah, Charlie. Charlie Welsh,
2: right? She's Welsh, right? Yes, Catherine yeah. Jones, yeah, I love it because she, she can play just about any nationality. Yes. I've seen her play you know, Latino or Italian or you, know, you can do just about any.
0: <laughs> she is She's very ethnically <laughs> ambiguous. Just to, you know. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. not unlike a Myrna Loy, John, not unlike mm. a Myrna Loy. And, and she
2: can, <laughs> right, exactly. And they could do, you know, she could do the accent and all that.
0: Uh, yeah,
2: you're right. Myrna uh, Loy, she just had that look. You go, wow, you're going to really play a Chinese girl. <laughs> you know, <it's>
0: like <laughs> Favorite soundtrack song on the soundtrack, everybody. Oh God. What's that? Favorite song on the soundtrack.
2: Hmm. I love the first song and the last song. I love You're Gonna Miss Me by the Thirteen Floor Elevators is a great way to kick off the oh, movie. Oh with the
0: electric jug? And
2: yeah, that's uh that's an insane garage band right mm-hmm. there. And that's a great way to kick off the movie. And then the when it ends, you get a I always get a lump in my throat when it ends. Uh that Stevie Wonder song always always uh just put, knocks me out.
0: Um and it's a reference and it's a reference to uh it's a reference to the scene with I Just called to Say I Love You. It's uh Right,
2: it's a callback to right, that. Right, right, Yeah, Jack Black says, you know, can you be a genie? can you can you hate somebody who once upon a time was a musical genius? <laughs> you know. Right. He says, uh but yeah, it's a great way to end it because it really the lyrics sort of like, you know, kind of call back to the whole movie,
0: right. you know. Mine, of course, is the kink's track, of course. Um uh, mm-hmm. uh, If there's one complaint about this movie, not enough hip hop. But uh, you know, it is the '90s. We should have had some. uh, But he does say he says uh, no rap. I said if I could do anything, it was he didn't want to be a rapper. So he is a little bit of a musical snob because this is the golden age of hip hop, the '90s. He just came out of the golden age of hip hop. So, but uh, well, they
2: all were. They were all musical snobs. You know, Um, everyone's got their own uh, inclination and likes and dislikes. But yeah, they had all sort of rejected genres out of hand, you know. Right.
0: <laughs> and we've all done it. We've all done it.
2: We're we we're still doing it, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. no we've all country. It.
0: no country. No country.
2: Exactly. <laughs> how many people have you run into? No That's country. That's the two I men. hear the most. People No Country or no rap, yeah.
0: Uh I'll meet you halfway. I'll give you Johnny Cash. I'll give you some Willie Nelson. I'll give you some Dolly Parton. Uh, but anything after like nineteen eighty, I'm I'm out. Closest close as I can get to is folk folk music. That's close as I can get to country.
2: I always say anything post-Kenny Rogers is just unlistenable. Mm-hmm. you
0: know? <laughs> uh, Ken Rogers? Yeah, I like a little Ken Rogers. Uh, you know, little islands in the stream. Little ghetto superstar. Islands in the stream. That, point, that uh, is what you
2: call. Because at that point... The things I like about country is when you go way back and it's almost something else. It's almost like blues or folk or bluegrass or something. Once you get to where they're using flick tracks and auto-tune, I don't even know how it's country Anita's anymore. Anita's leaving.
0: She's so, so annoyed with the uh, country track. She left. Bye. Oh. Bye. Anita just got up and walked off. Good for you, Anita. Hey, look, clock on the wall on Anita's, in Anita's house tells me it's time for Jake this to leave. Are you okay, Jake. Yep, I gotta go. Let's rank it. What do you what, what do you rank this movie real quick? I'm um, giving uh, um seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. All right, not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anita,
1: I want to give it an eight because do it. I feel like giving it a nine is too high, but I think I'm going to give it a nine.
0: Wow! A nine. Wow! Hey, you're welcome, Anita. Thank you. It's because of the, you know, you, you don't expect it to go that deep into relationships, right? <laughs> it's it's what it is. It's kind of surprising how deep it goes into. The... You know, because you think
2: it's going to be just about the music, but it really is more about the relationships.
0: Yeah, the the yeah, record store yeah. is so little has so little to do with everything else. You know, the
1: actual it, story. It's almost yeah, like the you'd... actual story. I
0: like. Right. It's almost like you want him to spend more time in the record store because he's such a jerk. You're like, well, give me at least Jack Box a jerk, but he's entertaining. So let me get back to, <laughs> let me get back to the store, you know uh but that's that's not to say John Cusack's performance isn't good. he's really good, and that's why he's so good at being annoying John
2: uh I give it an eight I give it an eight uh, i It's very entertaining. Uh, I love the soundtrack, I love the music, I love everything and you got to say hats off to John Cusack because he also helped with the screenplay. him and his two partners they helped on the adaptation of the book. And, um, the guy that wrote the book said, Hey, this is perfect. It was a Brit, you know, it was an English location in the book. And he said, Nope, Chicago is a perfect, he said, it doesn't matter. It, is, it doesn't matter what country it's in all record stores and people in them kind of behave the same. So he said, moving it to Chicago is no problem. So I have to say hats off to John Cusack for also not only acting in it, but
0: sort of getting the, uh, the screenplay, right. You know, yeah. I, I'm going to give this one, uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I love it. It's well done, but the character is unpleasant at times, and is I get annoyed with them. But again, that's good acting, right? That's good acting on John.
3: Is, is that more self-reflection, or it is, it is a lot of it? Continuing?
0: Is I'm, <laughs> it's, a lot of it is me place, facing unpleasant facts about myself, and yeah. I avoid yeah. any kind of self-reflection and growth. That's just what I do. That's my mo. Mm. So six. You just you changed my mind, Jake. I give it a six. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. Dangerous. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a it's a seven. It's a solid seven. I kind of want to give it more, but I, I I forgot how unpleasant he was. Mm-hmm. I really did. Yeah. And the unpleasantness makes me want to watch the movie less just to spend less time with him. But I'll watch it It's not like
1: he does a complete turnaround at the end. Like when he's sitting there proposing to her, it is just absolutely I'm oh. just like shaking my head the whole time. So romantic just, and
3: just like, you know, it's not all about the fantasy. It's about <laughs> just like, like mm-hmm, you're really not you're selling like, it there. You're now. like, bro, just shut up and ask the question. <laughs> yeah, shut shut up, really, yeah, you really hurting yourself a little bit there. Yeah,
2: she's like, uh, how can I resist that proposal? You know, it's like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. I love it. Yeah, would you run the basis with me forever? It's basically... <laughs> what... mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the most romantic uh i'm giving i'm giving brent some ideas on how to do it so just shout out to brent you know just ask that maybe throw that in there a little little run the running the bases and then yeah run the bases you know because diamond baseball it all works it all you're welcome (laughs) you're welcome um yeah uh i'm you know i yeah i I would give it seven seven I'm glad you liked it, Anita. I really am. I'm glad you liked it too, Jake. I, I really, I really do love when when we when we get a hit on here. I, I don't I don't necessarily want you guys to watch, you know. I want you to like the things I like. But as we get closer to the present, you're gonna find less and less genre, and more and more just you know things that I like. So uh, next week, I think we're gonna do. I was trying to hold out, but two weeks from now, I think we're gonna do Gladiator. We could do Gladiator. Oof. You ever seen it, Anita? Nope. Oh. oh, I think you might like it. Debbie duty. Yeah, it's a long one.
2: Isn't it long? But good. It is, it's going to knock you out. I mm-hmm.
0: think it moves very quickly. It, it's not. It's okay. not. It's it's not slow. It's a very yeah. It's a very it's a very quick two
3: two hours thirty. It's a two and a half.
0: Two and a half. Yeah. Which isn't. You know, which I mean that's your average <laughs> Harry Potter movie right there. Yeah. How many times can you visit okay. the yum yum tree or whatever the that thing is? The, the, <laughs> the yum yum tree? Are you kidding me? That can't be right. What is the name of the Under tree? the yum yum tree. You remember that movie, <laughs> John? What is the name of the tree? It Eats the it's... car. What is the?
2: Oh, is that really a Harry oh, Potter oh, thing? Harry is there a
0: You think the Womping
2: Sh- Willow? The Womping like
0: Willow. Willow. Sound like Lewis Carroll and the Yum Yum Tree and the <laughs> Jaffar. The Yum Yum Tree was a movie with. Uh,
2: Jack Lemon and Dean
3: Jones. Yeah. Wear the Jabberwock, my son.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I am the walrus.
2: Goo goo gajoob.
3: Goo goo gajoob. <laughs> mm hmm.
2: That's a whole not- <laughs> Greatest band ever. Goo goo gajoob. You heard it here. Greatest band here. ever.
0: Goo goo gajoob. Yep. Toe Jam Football.
2: Hey, diddle diddle. Piggy in the middle. doo up a
0: poo. Uh. It's the holiday season. And wow. Still? So whoop de doo <laughs> and Dickory duck. Uh and don't forget your yum yum tree. <laughs> yeah, it's the Whomping Willow. Don't forget willow. To nail up your yep, yum yum tree. It, it eats cars and it eats bars and eats the people on the street.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. I for, what does the tree do? Why does it eat the car? I forgot, well, I forgot why. What, well, it doesn't, it doesn't Potter, eat really? the car.
3: It attacks things that get too close to it.
0: Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, because they fly into yeah. it. They fly the car mm-hmm. flies they fly
3: into
1: Potter the attack? tree, yeah. 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 Wow, they crazy. attack first. Can... It's, yeah. it's
0: cool. I really like that. I did like that. That was kind of cool. It's like, <laughs> a tree that just attacks people. Uh-huh. I like that. The Whomping Willow.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. You got to read the books, John. They're full of, of, of magic and fun. <laughs> what? Did you read all the books, Anita? <laughs> no. Oh, you just like the movies.
1: I have. I've not read any of them.
0: You need to read. Brent
1: is buying me all the Mina Lima ones, the pop up. Oh yeah, drawing version. Those are
0: cute. Yeah, I got Nicole I, a couple of those.
1: Yeah, I don't want to open them, but I do want to read them. Maybe one day.
0: They're beautiful. They're really well done. They're so beautiful. Yeah, they're really really well done. Um, all right, you guys, what a great show. Anita, thanks for visiting Yay. again. Hopefully we'll have you back again Maybe. on a semi-regular basis. I know you're busy. I know you're busy, but you know what? Let me tell you something. You don't have to travel for either podcast, okay? You just get on your phone. I always I, I know,
1: but then I don't want to get on and like people are bugging me from work and then I'm not being I attentive. I, I like to give you guys all of my attention.
0: Oh, that's great. I wish other people on the show who are on the show sometimes would uh do that <laughs> not you not you Jake you've been so good lately it's extra stars you've been, for you. you've been so good you've been a good son you've been a good you've been a good boy so good. yeah all right well hey Anita, when can we hear you next on the home video hustle
1: on Friday Eight, boys get, in the hood
0: you guys are watching boys in the hood yeah. Damn. you guys get it's getting it's serious are you, are you guys doing the follow up, baby boy? I am
1: very drunk, so I apologize in advance. Love it. It was
0: That's an advertisement
1: There's for the like show. A, yeah. Probably a ten minute nonsense argument between Anita and Cameron at the beginning of the episode that I hope Brent cuts out, but he
0: probably he won't. Probably won't. So... <laughs> I'm already looking forward to it. I'm already looking forward to it. Uh are you guys doing the follow up, baby boy? Um, I don't know. The the reason I, I always remember good. baby boys because it was the follow-up. It was like I think it was John Singleton's next movie. But I always remember if you watch the preview, the guy doing the preview always goes, mm, Baby boy. That's how he does it. <laughs> I always remember that. Mm, baby boy. That's that's how he does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remember that. In I world. like in my head, I hear that very clearly. Baby Boy. It's one of those things where they just... All let, like, I
1: hear is, what's her name scheming? Jody In my head. Ah, oh, that's the that.
0: annoying part of that movie. I
1: Jody.
0: I haven't seen that movie in so long. I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> but watch the preview today and see. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious if Brent's going to do the follow-up. Baby Boy doesn't get a lot of love. Baby Boy does not get as much love as Boys in the Hood. Obviously, for obvious reasons, but... Uh,
1: for very obvious reasons.
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's a good movie. It's not. It's not a bad movie. So I don't know. Shout out to Baby Boy, but uh, Boys in the Hood—that's heavy. That's heavy duty.
1: Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of debates in the episode. So okay,
0: you, I'm gonna check yeah, it out. Yeah, I'm gonna check. Also, I, that movie for me is due for a rewatch because it's one of those movies now that kind of has become kind of a not a parody, but people reference it so often that you forget the actual movie. You know, like it was referenced in Swingers. We watched you, which know, is coming up. Like, they reference it. Haven't you ever seen Boys in the Hood? Now one of us is going to get shot. You know, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) just that kind of stuff. So, But at the time, man, that movie was, that was heavy. That was heavy duty, Doc. All right. Love you guys. So shout out to Anita. She'll be drunk on uh, Home Video Hustle this Friday. Uh, Jake is not doing his Twitch stream right now. I wish he were. But uh, when he brings it back, he'll let us know. John, you can find out in the world. He'll be at either the record store or uh, at a flea market somewhere looking for records. Mm. Mm. Or you can find him at your local bookstore. You can go Vroman's, or um, um, you can find him at, and at Barnes and Noble, scouring the stacks of books <laughs> for a David Bowie biography he has that has not been written yet. That is what he's looking right. for. Uh, yeah. So for, and myself, you know, you can find us, I'm still on Twitter. I'm trying to get off of it. It's such an awful, Elon Musk is such an awful, person, but you can find us at Instagram at, at superiority complex. The home video hustle is the only reason I stay is to interact with those guys. And I don't even do it that often, but that's the only reason I still have the, the Twitter. Yeah. Although I did post something on my personal one the other day. It got three likes, which for me is a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, enough about me. I got to go reflect on myself after watching this movie. So for Jake, for John. let's talk
2: about you. <laughs>
0: for Jake, for John, for Anita, we say the transmission is now. Fight the power. Oh, happy birthday, Brent. We almost forgot to say happy birthday in passing to Brent. Oh, my God, happy birthday. Tuesday was his birthday, happy right? Tuesday. Uh, how old is Brent now, if you don't mind us asking?
2: 33. Dang! he's still got his whole life
0: ahead. Yeah, look at that. He's in the club, Club Thirty Three. Get it? Yeah. One thirty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get Happy Birthday to you. Happy Birthday to you. Happy Birthday to you. Happy Happy Birthday, birthday, dear Brent. Happy Birthday to you. Keep up the hustle, my friend. Yeah, Happy Birthday. All right. That's all motherfucking hustle. Awesome. That's it. Hey. To Fight the power. This transition ends